Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I am Petter and this is James. Hello! And today we're talking about volume 4 of Oshi no Ko. Quick summary of this volume. The dating reality show wrapped up. Aqua and Akane started dating for work, kind of for show. <laughs> Memcho joined the new Bikomachi. <gasps> Kana reluctantly became the group's center. The new Bikomachi performed at Japan Idol Fest. And finally, the 2.5D stage play arc is set up and mm. yeah, at, at the very end of, of this volume. Yeah. I, I also add that Aqua finds out more about I in that mm. she went to a workshop, a theater workshop, which lends to the juiciness of Tokyo Blade Arc. So Indeed. that'll be fun. Very And then fun. also <laughs> a, a theme throughout this volume was Kana and Aqua's relationship. Or at least that was an arc, a plot thread. For sure. And, I, you know, it, it ended very... Er, it wrapped up very well, I'd say. I absolutely agree, for sure. But before we get into talking about the details about that with the characters and all, I wanted to touch on the anime adaptation a little bit, since obviously the anime aired earlier in this year, right. uh, but James and I didn't watch it as it aired since we didn't want to spoil ourselves for these manga discussions. But now <laughs> that we have read up to volume four, we have also both watched the anime. Uh, which covers exactly, basically, exactly up to the point where this manga ends. Yeah. And personally, just quick thoughts on that. I, I was very happy with the adaptation. Uh, there were mm. a couple things that I, like, a, a few little choices here and there that I wasn't, like, crazy about. Mm -hmm. But overall, I was impressed with the, like, the aesthetics, both the art style and the animations. I thought, mm. like... Like the stage performances, the animation in that looked usually usually looked really good. The colors were looking really nice, mm -hmm. and uh, voice performances I thought were good, and and songs were good, and everything. Like I, I I'm overall very happy with the adaptation of this. Mm. Yeah, um, Peter and I had talked offline a couple times about my thoughts on the adaptation, and I was pretty hard on it to be honest. But the more I've thought about it, the more I've softened towards it. And I, and I think mm. it's a good, a great adaptation, if you will. Uh, I did give it 8 out of 10. And I think that, like Petter said, it has great colors, some good animation. There were some questionable direction or choices that they made. Uh, a couple scenes that I felt hit harder in the manga or were different in my head mm. as a reader versus how they decided in the anime. And I don't necessarily agreed it didn't necessarily agree with those choices right and, and the funny thing is i usually am not like this when we read a manga and then i watch the animation i'm usually totally okay with how the anime chooses i feel i feel that way or how, how the anime changes it i feel that way with jesus kaisen feed spy family like there's so many instances of the anime either being equal or greater than what the manga uh set forth mm. uh, but in this case I'm not saying that it's less than the manga. What I am saying is there's just some there were some choices I I didn't agree with and, and felt it, it was it was strange. That's fair. I, if I recall when you and I talked about this last week, you brought up the the example of when when Kana welcomes the Hoshino siblings to to the school. Yeah. And she's like, "Welcome to the entertainment industry." 
and how that in the anime doesn't have the same kind of eerie feeling kind of as mm -hmm. I believe both you and I kind of got uh, from reading that part in the manga. And I did agree because right. I, I watched that part a little after James because when we, when we talked about it, I hadn't gotten to that part yet, but I have seen it since then. <laughs> and I actually felt the same way because I, I think it was the choice of music that mostly I agree. affected that scene there because the music was kind of chipper and kind of yeah. hype slash happy or something along those lines, which gave a totally different vibe in that moment. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It was like hopeful <laughs> and I felt like the manga was supposed to be almost disturbing like creepily like you know yeah kind of setting up some some sort of disaster or the dark side precisely welcome to the entertainment industry like right this yeah. heavy I, shit like <laughs> right 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 but you know it is what it is it, uh. that's not like a huge thing and especially the no. more i thought about it it's like it's not the end of the world <laughs> um a couple more things that i kind of struggle with were uh you mentioned it the the background music Mm. At times it worked, at times it didn't. And I love the opening song. The opening song, oh, uh, yes. is it, what's her <laughs> name? Aoyasabi, uh, whatever her name is. Does a great job. She does the opening for Frieden as well. It works so well. And I feel like that kind of disturbing pop music with that really uh, creepy orchestra, or not orchestra, a chorus, mm. uh, matches the feel that I would expect from the the anime yeah yeah but then the but, but then the background music it doesn't carry on with that feel it just that's fair it feels like it's a it's just a, a typical shonen happy-go-lucky type thing like, <laughs> i don't know not that mm. i expect a disaster at every turn it is there is comedic elements to it yeah but it didn't feel like it quite matched the feeling that should have been there mm -mm. um i gotcha yeah and on the other side of things that ending hated it Oh, oh, you I did really? Huh. I hate that ending. I oh, the, that's <laughs> the oh, I hate it. The wow, the the animation is not bad, but the, you know the scene where Aqua saves Akane, you know, from from jumping off. Yeah, they they that moment, in my opinion, is ruined because they throw in the freaking ending there, and it's mm. just it, it totally just doesn't work. With what's the emotions and, and what's supposed to happen right there. That's a fair point for that in instance. I can't agree with that instance. Overall, though, I, I had no issues with it, though. Fair. Now, to be fair to that scene, in the next episode, they repeat that mm. scene as like a recap. And they changed the music. They, they actually added some background music. And that was, that was fine. Right. But still, it, the first time you see it should be where you put... Yeah, the more the most effort kind of I think because that's when I, I agree. Yeah, so I agree. so yeah, I, I guess they 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 definitely could have done that better. But the the ending sequence like as it like as it stands alone or whatever, like I I thought mm -hmm. it was fine. Like I wasn't crazy about the song or anything, but I definitely yeah. don't mind it personally. <laughs> I don't. I I like wanted to mute it every time I oh, heard it. Wow, <laughs> that's it. surprising to I me. Really actually, I really like it. <laughs> I I'm sorry uh. I, I I don't know but uh, <laughs> last thing I'll say that's negative I know I'm like really beaten down on it <laughs> I still think it's good but I despise um, overreaction stuff and I know that's anime so what am I watching anime for but hear me out uh -huh. like there's these actors or, or Aqua's supposed to be this great actor right and there's that scene with Kana uh, where he where 
Aqua's supposed to be the bad guy, mm-hmm. and he and he's supposed to show his incredible acting, you know, powers or whatever. And <laughs> it, it's just like this really cheesy, over the top, typical villain garbage that he throws out there, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, he's so good!" <laughs> and maybe that's more of an issue I have with the manga in general, or not in general, but the, the originally. But but still, seeing that, it's it, it it's cringe in my opinion. I mean, yeah, like the evil villain laugh he did. Like, sure, I can, yes. I can see that. But I, I thought it started out really cool when how they added like the footsteps in the puddles and like that, that like op- or that introduction to, to his character's uh, entrance to that scene. Uh, I thought was quite effective in the in the anime with the sound effects added. But the thing is. Sound effects like that are added in post-production. Sure, it's not realistic. You don't, you don't, I, film, I, the, I, <laughs> you don't film the audio then. I'm with you on that. But just, if you're just in the moment and trying to not think too hard about yeah, things. Yeah, I know. I thought, I, I'm being way too harsh it was good. on it. <laughs> That's, I'm being way too harsh on it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I will say that Leah Takahashi, she's... She's amazing. I mean, she does a great job as I. Oh, absolutely. It, I mean, it's it's short-lived because I is the best thing in the show, and then she's <laughs> gone after the first episode. Mm. But I think she did a great job. I think Kana's White Actress does a great job. Oh, yes. I'm not too hot on uh, Aqua and Ruby's voice actors. Right. I know you said that. Mm. I can kind of tell they're beginners. I didn't have an issue with them at all, personally. I thought they, 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 they played their roles absolutely well enough for me. <laughs> I think my uh, more of my issues come from actually uh, Aqua's voice actor. Uh-huh. Uh, I and maybe it's more so the direction that he was given. Uh, I just I I really don't like those aloof characters. I feel like they have bring very little to the table. That's fair, and I mean that that's something I, I I haven't felt it as much with this reread that we've been doing for the podcast. But back when I read these first four books. Vo- or I guess, well, this these first 40 chapters, these first four volumes, back when they were coming out chapter by chapter, mm-hmm. I do remember feeling that way about Aqua's character in the manga. Okay. Like, just that mm. vibe from him didn't really mm-hmm. appeal to me. I have been enjoying his character more on the reread, though. Mm. Fair. Um, but I, I think that's really in the, the way he's written. I, or at least I think so. And you're probably right. But, listeners, even though James has expressed all these things, remember, he did rate it an 8 out of 10, so... <laughs> I did! Because, the, I mean, the, the, I'll admit, the first episode does a lot of heavy lifting, because it's, it's really an incredible one-shot, if you think about it. Absolutely. Yeah, like, just like the first volume is. But I think Akane's story is very powerful, and I love yeah. Kana so much. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I think the supporting characters here are very good. For um, sure. And and like you said, the colors and the animation are very well done. So mm-hmm. I think it, it makes up for it. Sweet. Yes, for sure. Sorry for being so harsh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But I guess with that, we move into talking about Volume 4. Okay. So starting this time with Kana Arima. And after what happened in the previous volume, I absolutely don't blame her for being upset with Aqua. Oh, man. The way she is. She was so done. Just <laughs> done with him. And of course she is, you know? I totally yeah, I get mean, that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't blame her. I mean, it is how she processes her emotion. And yeah, maybe there's a bit of immaturity. I mean, there is, a, there is immaturity there. But also, uh, Aqua's kind of been toying with her emotion, whether he realizes it or not. Right, and and not only is she upset with Aqua, she's also really down on herself. 
Uh, and I mean, I guess she has been for years, to be fair. But yeah. I think this volume, I well, the emph- it emphasized on it more, and and Absolutely. I think it, she also has been spiraling down, like little mm-hmm. by little, throughout this whole time that we've known her as a character. I think as well, mm-hmm. like her self confidence is just terrible, and it's so sad to see. Well, how how hard she is on herself, and like how she's mm-hmm. cri- criticizing herself in the way that like people online would Internet criticize trolls. her. Yeah, right. And like it seems like it's gotten to the point now where she's doing it to herself, almost kind of before anyone else can, as the kind of a coping or defense mechanism, kind of, which is just a terrible place to be, like mentally. Indeed. And in the midst of that, she becomes the center of Bikomachi. Precisely. Almost out of, out of necessity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, to save the group. I mean, she, precisely. I think, obviously, it, it was the best choice for the group. Yeah. Um, as I think was quite clear by the other group members <laughs> singing performances on the karaoke uh-huh. meter or whatever. Like, they both How were... accurate are those, are those karaoke meters? Like, what? how do they rate Fair. The, I, the pitch? I, I, that, that's the only I thing guess. I can imagine that they do. Because I, I, know, I know that technology exists, but I can only imagine it, it measures, like, the, the pitch somehow. Like, other types of qualities in someone's vocals, I don't think it can actually judge yeah i i wouldn't think so anyway um so i guess if you're getting a pretty low score in on that thing you must have some terrible pitch there. right which is worrisome to me i mean having seen the anime i think they sound fine yeah but uh <laughs> right. um but like to have like about 50 percent score which both of them were roughly at uh Mm-hmm. It's 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 awful. <laughs> but uh, you have Kano over there, who's ninety something percent. Yeah, like almost almost a uh, hundred. Hundred. So yeah. um so yeah, like obviously for the group, it, it was the best choice, and also really obviously for her, like, yeah. like like as a confidence boost for her, Absolutely. and like to reassure her of her abilities and and all of that, and and I guess that get for her getting to take care of Ruby and Memcho, uh, uh in a sense, even though. I guess something I'll, I think we'll talk about a little later. Uh, maybe she shouldn't have felt that need, I guess, Obligated. to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Right, that obligation kind of. But I still think it was, at, especially be becoming the center and getting that responsibility, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. I, I still think it was good for her, though. I agree. And to be fair to her character, she has been in the entertainment industry for a while now. So she knows certain things. Yeah. All her life. Uh, well, although not with idol culture, like no. for example, the whole, mm. the white stick, uh, yeah. the white color. I didn't even realize that was a controversial thing. I didn't know that either. <laughs> uh, yeah. So mm. I mean, I, I know very little about idol fandom culture, very little, <laughs> but uh, it was interesting to kind of get that, that uh, information. And, and I guess it, 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 for Kana as well, um, I mean, she's still learning about certain things, but at the same time, she's able to mentor her, I guess, team members so mm. that they can be, I guess, safer <laughs> idols. <laughs> <laughs> right. In a way. Mm. But yeah, no, this, her being the center was not just good for Bikomachi, but good for her, good mm. for Kana and yeah. her self confidence. Right. And then there was, I guess, the, issue of 
well, I mean, it, it, it made sense, I thought, uh, given what we know about her character, that she would be nervous and afraid of messing up, not for her own sake, but for Ruby's and Memcho's sake. Like, yeah, I, I totally thought that that was within her character. Yeah, I agree. But I also really loved how, how Ruby helped her uh, kind of realize uh, yeah. that failure, well, for one, failure is totally normal for, for everyone. And that, that mm -hmm. kind of shouldn't feel the need to take that re responsibility all by herself and like feel that she is responsible for the entire group without the other two being responsible whatsoever. And that even though Kana is no stranger to the entertainment industry, as you said, she is a newcomer as an idol. So mm -hmm. it's okay to be nervous and it's okay to mess up. And, and yeah, I, I thought, I thought that definitely was probably the biggest thing that kind of needed to learn kind of in this volume yeah and i'm happy that you got to learn it through ruby i thought that was great because obviously they started off on kind of shaky terms and and it's true and and also <laughs> ruby is usually it was often portrayed as kind of useless in some some ways <laughs> <laughs> um so i thought it was a very beautiful moment for both of these characters yeah and and i also add that she helped kind of see the you know or help her realize that there's joy in the moment you know yes uh, absolutely just, it, it, enjoy being on the stage enjoy being an idol just an ordinary idol don't need to think about big brain entertainment strats mm -hmm. yet you know yeah let's just worry about the now and, and perform our best and, and i think that helped her a little bit get over her nerves but mm. i think uh maybe it wasn't quite there but she had a change of heart on the stage before i talk about that though yes. i just wanted to mention a couple things that kind of lead lead up to her her worried feelings and feeling like she has to uh put her uh fellow uh, group members on her shoulders in that she had some successes and one of the successes happened to be a, a little like a cute little exercise song, which was <laughs> seemed really funny. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the bell pepper exercise, just, just hilarious. It is. And that from yeah. that success, she kind of went on the, the train of thought, well, if that worked out, then if I just get some proper vocal training, I could become a, uh, do great in, in singing and whatnot. Unfortunately, that, that, was, that was a failure. It, it tanked big time, which I'm sure is something that happens all the time, you know, right. wonders and it, it's hard to get, get into that sort of industry. There's just so much competition, mm -hmm. but that was weighing, weighing down on her. Um, her failures were at the very least. Um, yeah. so yeah, the, so to me, it leads up to that moment on stage where she no, is noticing that Memcho and, and Ruby are getting the attention, mm. um, and she's she's not, and at that point she's kind of is like screaming in, inside herself, "Please, somebody notice me!" And, and I don't know there there's something very real about that. Like sometimes we mm. we see people around us being being noticed, yeah. Whether they were they're close to us or big internet celebrities, we see that happening, and we <laughs> we want something similar. Yeah. I know that's kind of jealous, maybe talking, but also you. Know, for those who are working hard in, in their respective fields, to get some sort of recognition, I think, is so gratifying. For sure. And I think it's a very natural and very human thing to, to want. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it kind of extended it into her family life as well. 
yeah. where her family basically sees her as independent. Mm. Whereas Kana being a 15, 16 year old, I think she's what? I she's, think she, she's 16, six, or 16 or 17. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is still a child and still wants yeah. to be praised and noticed and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it was good to see that human side. And in the, in the end, she did kind of get that recognition from, from Aqua. And I think yeah. that that helped her to flip the switch and go into idle mode and uh, really win some fans in the end, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, and I love how she also kind of vows to make Aqua fall for her. And uh, Oh, yes, and that, you're like, right. When she sees him, <laughs> like, being the, the dork that he is, waving mm-hmm. around the light sticks in the audience like that. <laughs> um, yes. And, and I think not only is she kind of making that vow to herself that she's going to make him fall for her in that moment. I think that I think that's also kind of the major moment in this volume that kind of helps her come over the edge to to forgive him basically. Mhm. I agree. Yeah. So that's very beautiful I think, especially since obviously at the start of the volume she was like she didn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I did kind of read that line a little bit differently. I, I, she is somewhat directing at him, but it also feels like she's directing it to just everybody in the audience because she says, while I'm active as an idol, I swear I'll turn all your light sticks pure white. I'll make you fall for me so hard. I'll be your favorite, your Oshi. And mm-hmm. obviously it, it's from the perspective of, of uh, Kana and, and Aqua, mm-hmm. but I, I do think that is kind of an all-encompassing uh, sentence where she's talking about everybody will she will make everybody will be her her oshi or she'll be everybody's oshi. That's that's, that's fair. I right. I, I I guess that's probably not a wrong way to interpret it. Uh, the fact that she mentions all your light sticks, I thought was because he was wheeling three. But oh, okay. And f- to turn all the all three of them into to white was the way I read it anyway. But I believe you can read it either way. Probably. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's not all... I, for some reason, I, I just assumed they were already white. But it does look like one of them is a different color, at the very least. Yeah, he has one of each of each three. Um, in the anime, yeah. it's more apparent. Um, I, yeah, I totally forgot to look. But... So he's, he's supporting all, all three of the girls, um, which she thinks is a bit silly. <laughs> and I think she wants him to just support her, for him to only wield her color. Oh, he, he, she does say three sticks... Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, I think I think she may be talking about all the when she says all light sticks, she's probably talking about the three of them. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So she's back in love. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that that without a doubt, without a doubt. Yes. Yeah, I mean when she finds out that it's just a work relationship that Aqua has. <laughs> yeah. another switch goes off and she's yeah. just back to uh teasing uh aqua and it, yeah. it's great it's, it's so great. funny and, yeah and also their scene like i believe is like the day after or whatever like when they're talking and and ruby mm-hmm. like makes the the remark about how like the effect that she has on aqua and everything like it's very funny and very nice so playful yeah so playful. <laughs> but th- but there was also the moment when she well for a moment she kind of thought that she was falling in love with peon <laughs> yeah uh which obviously was 
with Aqua, and I like that even further kind of cements her her fondness of him, I suppose. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, the guy knew that she likes or dislikes uh, bell peppers. Right, like, that. Like, like yeah, he he knew a lot about her. So like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it's maybe it's mutual. Maybe maybe. I, <laughs> it's he's hard to read, but uh, it it, it yeah. was also kind of funny how she like after having learned that it was him under the mask that. <laughs> She couldn't fall asleep the day or the night before the concert. So she, <laughs> even though she had been telling Ruby about all those things, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, no, she's in love. Yeah. But anything else on Kana? Yes. One last thing. Hmm? What's with this internet slugs book that we've been seeing? Um, not just, not just Kana read, but. Aqua is reading it too, but I think I first noticed noticed it with Aqua. I do you know what I'm talking uh, about? No, I don't know what you're talking about actually. Let's see. Let me go. Let me try to find the the page. Yes, please. I I can remember off the top of my head where Aqua is reading the book. It's in the chapter uh, with Shiranui when he's like. All the girls are like watching him sit on the bench, or yes, he's reading a book called "The Easy Guide to Internet Slugs." <laughs> oh, I didn't pay attention to that. The title, that's funny. And but, but um, in the next, the next page, the book that Kana is reading is the the Easy Guide to Internet Slugs. Really? Sea slugs. Sea slugs. I should I should clarify. Sea oh, slugs. Internet sea slugs. Yes. Huh. Which is the same? It has to be the same book that that Aqua was reading. <laughs> That's so funny. The Easy Guide to Internet Sea Slugs, Volume One. <laughs> it looks like. <laughs> now, it, this was also in the anime as well. I remember seeing it. I see. I see. Yeah. No. I, I mean, it, it is pretty faithful in that way. Like, I I know they they keep all the T-shirts, uh, prints and stuff. Yeah. Uh, as well. So uh-huh. like, I'm not surprised that they kept this in the anime. But yeah, this is the first I I seen of this book, so <laughs> I have no clue actually. It says study on the back. So is it like a, a yeah? Like a, it does. Is it something for school? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. Is this our textbook? Like, I'm so. I is this supposed to mean something? <laughs> I have no Some idea. Some Japanese internet culture that I'm not aware of. I right. <laughs> I have no idea. Huh. That's funny though. But uh, I'm good to move on. Very well. Then let's move on to Memchu. As I said, she's recruited to the new Bikomachi after revealing that she used to be, well, she, she used to want to become an idol when she was younger. Yeah. Wow. Uh, when she was quite a bit younger, in fact, <laughs> as, we, <laughs> as we learned that she's not 18. I mean, we were already what? doubting that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, look, it wasn't a hard thing to figure out because no. every, anytime you have an asterisk over something, it's like, okay. Or like even a question mark, I believe it, it even was. Que- oh, it was a so question mark. So like it was very answers. obvious. <laughs> yes. I, I guess it could have been or kind of speculated on whether she was younger or older than 18 but i i believe or I, for some reason I, I i think back when i read this the first time and last time when you were speculating i believe 
we were both kind of expecting it to be older than 18 uh oh yeah for some reason no way it wasn't um, that i suppose in my opinion. yeah no that that's fair so yeah she's 25 and she always dreamed of becoming an idol uh but she she chose to start working uh kind of to earn money in order to support her family mm-hmm. and kind of abandoned that idol dream for several years and then by the time her family was doing all right again Memcho was well quote unquote i'd like to say too old to become an idol um at least according to how society views it and that's why she became a streamer and obviously that went really surprisingly well for her yeah that's that's when she started faking her age and everything and even though this is like not not necessarily a huge part of this volume i i do really like how 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 it is at least addressed and just kind of the sadness i suppose Mm -hmm. of how the world really is with these types of things yeah and that memcho at i i would say like well the young age of 25 she feels like she's too old to pursue her dreams. Mm-hmm. She's not old. Um, no. And like this this thing that society puts on her and probably on a lot of other people makes her feel like she can't pursue her dreams, like her life dreams. Like that's absurd. Um, so yeah, like even though it's not a huge part of the volume, I'm still I still like that they put it in there um, because it's uh, it's it's worth thinking about, and I think it's. I don't know, maybe some readers are in a similar situation in some way, and maybe this can help them on some level. Hope I hope so. Yeah. I appreciate how in the modern day we have online you know, streaming and, and other platforms that can, well, that give other people an opportunity to put themselves out there in various ways, mm. uh, besides just having to go through some, some company or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. But it's still so strange to me that these idols start at such a young age yeah. and then they age out at such a young age. It, it I don't know. It, it seems so strange to me mm. that there is this ideal age that to me seems like these, these children should not be in these put up at these pedestals as, as idols or mm. as entertainers at, at that age. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to me honestly right um for various reasons and it's kind of a a underbelly of japan it it, obviously it's not like they're part of their main culture at all there's tons of people who aren't into idol culture but there's also a a good minority who are um and Mm. obviously it's able to persist because of them and so it's just like i don't know to my western mind it just seems so detrimental to young women and, mm. and I guess some, some young men, but mostly young women. And it's just, mm. it, I don't like it. I don't like it yeah, no. whatsoever. It's gross, honestly. Yeah. Like, and like, I don't know, like, it's like starting at, at the young age of like 12 as I did. And uh, we also see like the, the applications for, for idols. There's like a part in this volume too, where like they, they're looking for people between the ages of 12 and 20. It was like it's nuts. It is. It is nuts. How can this be real life? How can this be real life? Uh-huh. I, I, I don't, I don't, mm. I don't like it, no, and no. I don't condone it. But I guess that's just how it is. Uh, may, maybe, maybe for all we know, it, it's gotten better. Maybe they don't target that age group anymore. I have no idea. Uh, right. I, yeah, I really don't know either. I hope it, they don't. But, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
but this was another instance in this volume, I think, where Ruby kind of helped out in an, in, a, in a nice little way. Um, I, mm -hmm. I thought it was very heartwarming to see Ruby's kind of reaction to how encouraging she was toward Bamcho and to get her to, to, to join the group. And, like, it seemed like the way Ruby saw things, Memcho's age had, like, it wasn't important to the conversation. Like, she didn't think about her age at all. She just thought, she, she just saw a cute girl and she's like, hey, come join our group. Yeah, right, And, uh, right. yeah, I love that. I love it too, absolutely. Your, your talent, you know, your age shouldn't limit your talent. Mm. I mean, obviously, there's a certain point where our bodies just can't do what we used to be able to do. Right. Uh, but at the age of 25, <laughs> yeah. uh, you should, should still be pretty good. Even into your 30s, you should be fine. Absolutely. And usually when you hit in your 40s is probably, depending on the person, is probably when you can't do everything that you used to be able to do, particularly with movement, I'd say. Uh, right. But, yeah. But yeah, uh, sure. Not that I'm speaking from experiencing yet. but <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but uh, I, last thing I want to say about the whole age thing is Memcho basically lying about being a high schooler and eventually being the age of 18. It's so sad that she had to, to tell that lie. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other people who maybe even even in real life who have to fib their their age a little bit. And it, but, but why? There's no point. There's no reason. There's, yeah. It's, yeah. Aside from personal, private life reason, which that, I mean, that's totally fine. If you want to keep your age hidden that way, just for privacy's sake, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But to, be, to make yourself appealing yeah. to, by saying you're a high schooler when you're really not, mm -hmm. I mean, no, I, I'm not blaming Memcho. I'm blaming this society. Precisely. Where uh -huh. we're fantasizing about high school girls. It's like, <sighs> what are we doing? Yeah, my goodness. Uh, idol culture. I don't like it. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's that's one of the many things that I love about this manga series is how it criticizes all those types of things. And that's why I think the anime didn't do as good of a job because it wasn't criticizing the industry as much as it should. Oh, you think it kind of did less of that than the manga? Uh, I, I mean, for example, the entertainment. Welcome to the entertainment. Oh, that industry. right. The part that, that we talked about. True. True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Mm, mm. And then the music, I didn't feel like did well mm. enough. It was a little too happy-go-lucky. Right, right. For what this story was about. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But that, that, that is absolutely a fair point. And I can even agree with it. But um, something that, that I liked a lot about Memcho's inclusion to the, to, the idol, to the idol group is her enthusiasm and drive to get, well, to basically to get the new Bikomachi going kind of, and, like, to get them rolling more mm -hmm. so than they had before her joining. I mean, they had started before, but, like, I feel like she got them started in, in ways that they hadn't been able to do before, kind of, without her. Yeah. Like, obviously, well, for one, she, she can, well, she had the ability to promote them kind of online very effectively, obviously, because of her having a lot of online followers, but mm -hmm. it's also because she is, she's smart. Yeah, like in 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 ways she like she asks the right questions and she, well she she gets the group to do things that that need to be done like su such as as uh, deciding on who should be the group's center for example like she brings up those things that they or like initiates the discussions that they need to have. 
Yeah, I think she's a true idol otaku. I mean, I yeah. obviously Ruby was, but uh-huh. I don't think she understood the inner workings of the idol industry as well as probably Memcho does. Not to say mm. that she's been an idol yet, but she had gone through additions, and I'm sure she had right. experienced and talked with other idols about things. I think she's just a little more knowledgeable mm. than than Ruby. So having her... I guess, knowledge for their beginning idol group, I think is invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very glad she joined the group. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I had no idea who was going to join uh, leading up to this. If you guys remember the previous discussion, you know, I, I couldn't figure out who, who, who was going to join, but I am glad it was Memcho and mm. her little bit of background and, and what she brought in this volume, I think really solidified to me that I like this character. I, I really like her. I, I think yeah. <laughs> Memcho is a, is a, is a great addition. I didn't think too much of her in the previous volume. I mean, she was, she was good. I liked her, but mm. I guess I wasn't crazy not to say anything bad, but this volume, I think really made me uh, like her. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where her career goes from here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, of course, like she definitely, we definitely got to know her character much better in this volume, uh, so I, yeah. I definitely feel similarly, and yeah, yeah, she's way up there among my favorite characters in this series now. Uh, I also really, really liked how she figured out that Kana likes Aqua, and so now she doesn't yeah. know if she should root for Kana or for Akane in this <laughs> yeah love rivalry. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's you gotta. She notices the love triangle brewing. Yup, and and like the, the, that's another thing. Like something I I believe I brought up last time when we talked about, well, the reality show arc and how Memcho seemed to pick up on the fact that Akane was f- starting to feel bad, uh, before she was giving off those signs quite clearly. Um, there was a, there was a moment when when she was expressing a little bit of worry for for Akane. Uh, mm. rather early on and here she's picking up on the on these on, on this affection that kind of feels for aqua i i, I do feel I, I do think she's a character who has a well a pretty easy time at reading people in in various ways yeah yeah although i am going to push back slightly and say that <laughs> i mean couldn't anybody see <laughs> that kind of had a thing for aqua i'm just saying <laughs> well I, I think my, my justification there is that it's overplayed for for us for us readers to make it obvious uh, for us. But it's not like realistically it might not be that obvious, perhaps. Maybe. But I mean I that is that's hard to say for sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh anything else on Memcho? No. Uh, actually, real quick, something I just thought about with her. Uh yeah. I wonder what her name is, like her full name. Because that's yeah, that, I I believe she's like the only character, at least the only like notable character that I don't that we don't know the full name of. You're right. Or maybe even the real name of like maybe Memcho is like completely a stage name for her, or like you know maybe. Huh. Because like I I was thinking that like the mem part of it might have been like maybe a short or a nickname part of her real name, but it may not even be that. Like we don't know at all. Yeah. Well, the Cho is not a last name. Uh, no. No. So her name could be anything. <laughs> yeah. That actually I mean it it, it could be nothing. Huh? Uh I mean how many idols go by 
you know, stage names. Like it, it's very, very common. Right. Particularly like VTubers and things like that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, what if that were to lead to uh, certain plot lines where mm-hmm. they figure out, or, you know, like her last name is actually pretty serious or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's nothing more than that. Maybe, maybe she goes to their school. No, wait, she, she's she's twenty five. <laughs> Forget about. It. Maybe she was at their school. <laughs> I also don't think that's the case. Huh. But anyway, yeah. So uh, still though, could be some kind of twist related to it. Maybe. Yeah. That could be. That could be fun. <laughs> huh. I'd be open. I'd be open to that. I I think Memcho deserves to have an arc. Yes. Uh, with her involved in the future. Mm. Although I'm still kind of waiting. For Ruby to have something big as well, for sure. Mm. But uh, at the same time, a lot of the focus is around Aqua. Even like the sub subplot or the, the main plot kind of is in the background while these other arcs are going on. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Right. Precisely. So we'll see. We will indeed. Well then, let's move on to Aquamarine Hoshino next. He learns from Kaburagi in this volume about how I supposedly fell in love with someone at theater La La Lai, mm. uh, which is that same theater group that Akane is a part of. And Kaburagi gets Aqua in touch with that theater, or rather, I guess he recommends them to, or him to them. Uh, as well as he also was also actually responsible for getting Bikomachi to get on the Japan Idol Fest uh, and do their first show. So. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he seems to be a big supporter yeah. of Bikomachi. <laughs> and obviously, he, he has his ulterior motives, but, but uh, still, he has been a great help for, for all of our protagonists, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> any, any person in that kind of position is going to be doing it for certain reasons. But right. I, 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 that's just the nature of the game, I guess. Indeed. But before the whole theater thing got really started, Akawa was trying to support the, well, Bikomachi by training them and dressing up as Pion in order to, <laughs> for Kana to listen to him and everything. So, um, I, I, I appreciate him doing that. Like, right. He had to do a lot, not just change his voice, <laughs> but also run up the hill, like sprint like crazy. Did you see that? Like, yeah. It seemed like he was uh-huh. really taking on pa own role and really i mean mm. yeah just to all that for uh supposedly his sister but i don't know <laughs> i mean yeah i also i believe it but also i do feel like it it bothered him that kind of was ignoring him because yes at the very mm. beginning of the volume he says pretty soon it's going to hurt my feelings precisely it, first off brea you already did that to Kana. Yeah. You oblivious <laughs> fool. Yeah. And then secondly, it, it, you don't say that unless you care about a person. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, I really think so as well. Like, there's got to be. There's got to be something. Plus, like, when they were playing catch or whatever, they were throwing the baseball last volume. Like, right. that scene, I think, was a great scene between them that built their relationship up to some extent and 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 yes he said what he what he told her there and the lengths he went through in this volume for mm-hmm. well i guess arguably for kana um yeah i feel like i feel like he's into her 
Yeah, I would like I would like to think that ship is <laughs> is real, but I I don't know. I I'm still unsure what Aqua is feeling. Um but I am leaning towards that as well. Mm. That being all said, I, I I want to somewhat apologize to how harsh I I was on him in the in the previous discussion. Oh, <laughs> I did say like towards the end, if I remember correctly, I did say now this could all be a feint where oh, just kidding, we're not actually dating; it's just for the show or things like that. And it turns out that was the case. Mm. That still doesn't make it all the way better in how it affected Kana uh, and how I'm sure it, it's it's affecting Akane. Mm. Granted, he did express that no, this is just a work thing. You know, we'll just keep it like that. Right, precisely. Uh, he was upfront about that with, with right. Akane right away, basically, which yeah. I, I can respect him so for. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, set expectations in that way. Mm. But, yeah. So so I'm not I'm not as harsh, but I still think... Or I'm not as harsh on him, you, you know. I, 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 I do think he has good in him obviously but i still don't like how he feel or how he's manipulating people yeah in a way uh-huh i mean actually uh, something because I, I i watched most of the anime adaptation today so a lot of the story uh-huh. is kind of fresh in my mind right now especially those parts from the earlier volumes uh and something that i thought of briefly at, at some point about his character related to this is that uh, i mean I, I don't know i mean obviously i'm no i'm no psychiatrist i'm not here to like put a diagnose on this guy but i mm-hmm. definitely feel like he does have some kind of psychopathic tendencies or traits mm. to his personality not all the time but definitely here and there mm-hmm. in the way he uses other people for his own benefit in a very manipulative kind of way you know ruby mentions in this volume something interesting how and we've we've kind of noticed this as well is her brother's personality has changed ever since i has died uh-huh. um or or after a certain point i don't know if she actually mentioned yeah she didn't say the moment but i believe i also think that's the point that she referred to yeah but then when he's talking to kana it feels that her old brother is back. Mm. <laughs> At the same time, they were like what, three or, or two or however three old or they four were, maybe. You know? they were, uh, yeah, they weren't that old. No. no. <laughs> so I don't know how much of the old personality you, you can say. Though, but to again, be fair, were... even though they were only three or four at the time, they right. were obviously not quite like babies. You know, they they yeah were, yeah they were cognizant or whatever you want to call thing, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I uh, I think that, that there may be something there. Is I think he definitely has trauma, and that has affected his personality, right. and mm. probably leads to these manipulative tendencies. Uh, true, could be that for sure. Since we mentioned it, I just want to say that another another <laughs> thing I felt the anime didn't quite hit uh-huh. was the moment that Kana saw the kiss and that she was heartbroken. I feel they moved on from it so quickly. Uh, mm. Whereas in the manga, that's how the, that's how the volume ended. Right. It was so 
heartbreaking to me. Mm, mm. Uh, and so it felt a little more impactful. Now, granted, that was how I first experienced it versus me watching it. So that may be a little different. But my argument stands that I feel like they didn't really stay or have that be as impactful or it stay on that for very long, Fair. in my opinion. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, can, I can buy that. They, they could have probably really restructured things ever so slightly to make an episode end like that, and that could have probably been maybe a bit more powerful. Although, then again, then the, that would have been followed by the ending sequence song that you don't like, so <laughs> maybe it wouldn't have been better for you Gosh, after all. Gosh, I hate that song. <laughs> that, uh, this is still so funny to me, the fact that you actually legitimately hate that song. I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had not expected that at all. <laughs> anyway. If we do like a worst ending of 2024, that... That'll take the cake for me at least. Maybe, wow. maybe you will have a different one. We don't usually, we don't usually do worst anything. No, no, uh, not usually. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, that may be all I have. Oh, I have one more thing on on Aqua, mm-hmm. and then I actually have some things about that, the the eye uh, backstory that we got. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll mention that now. Yeah, go for it. So we know that she met someone that she fell in love with, supposedly. I, I should say we know. That's right. That's the idea that we have, that she met someone there that she fell in love with that changed her, her look, her personality. Mm. I, you know, I'm just curious, was he a staff at Love of Life Theater? Was he someone who was also taking that workshop with her? Uh, because Kabodaki mentions... That at the time the theater wasn't as well known, um, and I feel like that could mean a, a few things. Where the person who I fell in love with wasn't necessarily a f- super famous person at the time, but an up and coming person maybe. Hmm. But that's just speculation. Uh, anyway, so just I'm very interested to see where that tidbit information in this mystery goes. Uh, yeah, and I also think that means Kabodagi's usefulness might not be at least in terms of learning more about I. I think he, he may be out of it. I'm sure he'll still be a great supporter for B Komachi and <laughs> probably help them get some more events. Right, right. But I'm also thinking that maybe his usefulness for Aqua is is gone. Like that that seemed to be his big tidbit, and then he's mm. Aqua's going to move on to another person. Precisely, I I get that same feeling, and yeah, like about this person that I met at Theater La La La. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it really could be, like, any type of position, first of all, as you mentioned, kind of at the theater. And also, this was, like, what, like, 16 to... Or, like, probably, like, more like, more like eight, 17, 18, 19 years ago, something like that. That person could have moved on from there ages ago, and, like, it, right. it'll... It, yeah, who knows where this person is now. And right. That's why I think Akko is going to have to talk with someone else, probably someone from La La Lai. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a name mentioned, but I'll save that for later. Yes. But probably needs to talk to someone else to get the next tidbit of information mm-hmm. um, about what I was doing with another guy. <laughs> Precisely, yeah. <laughs> and then my last thing about Aqua is kind of more of a, a question about Japanese in general. 
Why does he call Kana by her last name? He calls her Arima, but he calls Akane by her first name. I thought about that exact same thing as well. <laughs> why? Why is he on a first name basis with Akane? I, I... That is strange. I agree. Maybe it's something about like just the the way they were doing things on the reality show. Maybe they yeah. wanted the peop- the participants to refer to each other more casually. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why he just got used to that with her. Maybe. Yeah. I I think that has to be it where they they would just automatically became, you know, first name basis. Mm. Uh, nothing more than that. Just that's just how they would refer to each other. But then with with Kana, you know, they they've never made the awkward step forward to address each other by first name. Although I think but 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 <laughs> Kana says Aqua all the time. I think she kind of has to to distinguish between the two siblings because otherwise they would both be Hoshino. True. She couldn't say Hoshino. You're yeah. right. You're right. <laughs> also, she is the senpai and usually mm. usually they say the first name and not like Kohai or so, well, sometimes they say last name. They'll say last name. Mm. They'll say last name. Mm. But yeah, in this, in this instance, it's easier to differentiate between the two. Also, Akane is a senpai as well, you year older. Right. But True. again, they have the, they were on the show, they probably want to use first name, and they don't go to the same school, so right. that there's probably would be no reason to say senpai. Anyway, <laughs> just a funny thing I thought. Uh, I, yes. I, I long for the day where Aqua calls her by her first name. <laughs> yes, that would be nice. That would be very nice. Very well, then let's move on to Ruby Hoshino next. I love how excited she was for the concert at uh, Japan Idol Fest, like really from the beginning all the way yeah. to the, the night before and then on the day of and like the whole time she was just so excited and I'd love to see that. I really appreciate her optimism, her excitement, uh-huh. her idealism, you know. She For sure. Just at this point, there's really a, hardly a doubt in her mind or if there is, she just quickly is able to get rid of it. But yeah, she gets nervous. She gets tense and we had the beginning in the story where she doubted if she could dance yeah but i think that moment mm. really changed a lot for her where she realizes she's not the same person she used to be right obviously <laughs> yeah uh and now she's able to do everything that she wanted to and she doesn't let that hold her back for sure and like yeah she is seemingly the bikomachi member who is the most skilled at dancing uh, out of the three. Ah, good point. Um, it it, yes, it seems like. Yes. Um, and, yeah. you know, that's firstly because she learned all, like, how the, all of the choreographies were supposed to be mm-hmm. in her previous life. And now she has been practicing since she was quite little. She did overcome that whole thing about being, like, so careful to fall and whatnot. She, came, she overcame that at a pretty young age. And ever since then, she's been practicing. So it makes sense that she's very good at it mm-hmm. but there was the part when like the, the night before the concert she was talking about her first love and oh. obviously referring to aqua's previous life there oh um, my gosh which <laughs> I, I i don't know i hadn't thought about the fact that or i hadn't either I, I, well I, if i if we're thinking the if same we thing. are thinking about the same that well that she hadn't put it together that he's the same guy Oh, that that. Oh, well, because clearly 
this makes it clear at the very least that she doesn't know that her no. old doctor no. is her current brother. Like no way. She she evidently doesn't know. No. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. So what what I was actually gonna say that uh, I thought we were on the same wave. Like I didn't uh, realize that Goto was Sanino's first love. I, I maybe that was established earlier. I had forgotten. I, I knew I knew that she cared about him, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize that she thought of right. him mm-hmm. as her first love. You know, fair right. I I think it had like I think the way it had been expressed before was in a way that could have been read as a joke, kind of because I think she she was like she, saying things like she wanted to marry him, but that wouldn't necessarily oh. have to be read as if she was totally serious about, about it. You know, um, uh-huh. but but I I guess she was serious about it. <laughs> I guess so. Um, um, kind of weird. I mean, cute, obviously for the. If you take it in the context of, you know, a patient falling in love with her doctor, that that's cute, um, and you know, just a simple little little crush. But then you take it into this context, <laughs> and even though she doesn't know, it's still kind of weird. I mean, the whole situation is weird, but this <laughs> it's still kind of weird, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess just every female character in the story needs to have a thing for Aqua, right? No, stop. <laughs> it's not ever. Uh, oh my gosh. Next thing you're going to tell me that um, Miyako is going to have a thing for him. Oh no. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's hope not. Uh, let's hope not. This is not that kind of manga. This is not 100 Girlfriends or whatever that current airing show is. Right. Yeah, I hope not. Um, so going along with that she mentions that i wonder where goto is or she's basically saying i wonder where where he is mm. and it just got me thinking do you think she'll find out that he's dead that he's died eventually i i do think so because i mean surely she'd be curious at some point mm. especially if she becomes famous or whatever she's like well right. i wonder how this doctor's doing you know that would be interesting um and then could that lead somehow to Aqua and Ruby revealing their past selves Precisely. to each other? Right. Or at the very least, for, or for, sorry, for, for Ruby to kind of get involved in this whole mystery in some sense, if, if she does pursue that, for her to, to find, find you know, her old doctor in, the, in this mm-hmm. age, and then learning that he died obviously we we learned in the first volume that his body was never found and like it's a whole mystery in and of itself mm-hmm. kind of so maybe mm-hmm. ruby would pursue that and kind of get, try to get to the bottom of that specific mystery yes, which I may in turn kind of get her and and aqua kind of on the same track down further down the line perhaps yes. that would be very nice i oof, i really would like that <laughs> I I would love that because it gives Ruby something to do besides just becoming eye candy. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, there there's some there's some uh, possibility there for sure um, for for a good story. So yes, let's. Yeah. I would like to see that. Not that I'm expecting it. Uh, I'll set my expectations low. <laughs> Fair. But I I would love. To see that happen eventually. Yeah, yeah, that would be um, rad. Yeah. But speaking of the fact that Ruby doesn't know Aqua's 
previous identity. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought that Aqua knew who Ruby had been. Or at the very least that he had a pretty strong suspicion since they were quite young. Really? Wasn't there a part in the first volume where it, I guess it does it, it may not have necessarily pointed to to that he would have like known for sure for sure. But I feel like there was a part where he was like a little bit suspicious of the fact that maybe or like he he's like something about her reminding him of Serena. I think that I do recall that part, but I believe it was just one of these passing things. He's like, ah, there's no way or something like that. True. Yeah. It may have just, it may just have been that. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. In that case, yeah, I could be wrong. Uh, Well, I mean, I can go grab the volume, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a moment where, so there's a moment where he's, uh, Aqua's thinking to himself, I have a little sister now, a nutty idol otaku. When this kid talks about I, her enthusiasm is just like your son, Ina-chan. Um, mm. And then she wakes up saying, wait, did you call me? He's like, oh, did I wake you? He's like, no, I didn't call you. If you're going to sleep, go to bed. Right. That's right. And then Ruby says, oh, yeah, that, w- that wouldn't happen, huh? Salina was my last life's name. So I don't think he noticed anything. He, uh, besides the similarity uh, in, in there. Passion for idol worship. <laughs> uh, right. True, true, true. Uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we got that sorted out. Uh, so, yeah, I get, yeah, neither of them really know then. So, yeah, the moment when they eventually do find out, which I, I'm assuming is going to happen before the end of the story, uh, I, should I mean, be They got it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they both realize they're reincarnated. Mm. They both understand that, so we've passed that hurdle. Uh, precisely. So eventually, <laughs> the past life thing may be brought up, but I guess we also have the issue where the scene that 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 Aqua mentioned in the previous volume, where it seems like the line between his current self and the past self is being blurred a little bit. Uh huh. So will there be a point where does that become too late? <laughs> where <laughs> They can't really remember their past selves. Right. At all. That would be kind of a shame. It might be, yeah. But <laughs> is, that what, is that what the story is leading up to, where the, we just forget about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. suppose we'll see. That's all I got. Then, moving on to Akane Kurokawa a bit. I thought it was kind of sad, but at the same time, also kind of a relief. Uh, to to see that Akane understood that Aqua was, well, wasn't into the real Akane, but more into her performance <laughs> as I, like she she yeah. put that together herself, um, and uh-huh. so I I kind of while it was sad, it was still nice to see that she she understood that, yeah. Although I mean I guess it shouldn't be surprising knowing about her deduc- deduction skills about like of of people and whatnot, which obviously is nearly terrifyingly good. Um, so it makes sense that she had figured that out, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so much on team Kana that no <laughs> offense to Kana. I'm glad she's doing so much better, but also it's like, <laughs> don't pitch your tent here. Like don't, don't go with this guy. Like it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you can't help who you fall in love with, I suppose. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So true, and and I do think she has like has those feelings, or or 
at least just a little bit. Maybe not as much as Kana, but I, I think they're, I think they're there. I think so as well. And maybe maybe I shouldn't take it this way, but the fact that Memcho was or or or, or I, I guess I should say the way that the story through Memcho kind of established Akane and Kana as love rivals. True. I True. feel like she also that, that 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 that's another sign that she does have feelings for him. Yeah. Well, it turns out they're not just love rivals. They're just <laughs> deep rivals, like acting rivals. Precisely. <laughs> and much more so than we knew before. I, I believe it was mentioned briefly, I think by Kana in the previous volume, that they were rivals on some level, but it was not very clear that it was this strongly. <laughs> I don't think it was really mentioned that they truly knew each other. I, Kana knew of Akane. Like that, yes, like that was true. Mm-hmm. But I don't think... I don't think they mentioned like they were rivals or really knew each other. I think they brought up a rivalry, but n- not not really mentioning details. Like that rivalry could have just been like a non personal rivalry, just because they're in the same field and they were the same age. Um, mm. So yeah, th- this one absolutely gave us more details and understanding of it, uh, which is fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see Akane in the next volume yeah it I, for sure this next arc will feature her mm. more but for now i guess that's it for her yeah that's it then next let's talk a bit about this little character called mana suzushiro nice this idol and idol otaku who quit her whole idling career after becoming a fan of ruby hoshino i guess you could say simply mm-hmm. that was a nice little chapter i thought yeah i i liked it too it it's part of that the dark side of the entertainment world where mm. you know not everybody makes it um and if they do it you know how much they can, can they actually support themselves on that before they dwindle away and at one point do you have to say i'm done you know uh-huh. i i can't do this anymore or this is this is my limit and that's hard to say for some people. I mean, eventually, all of us have to say that, I suppose. But, you know, it, it takes guts. It, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. But there is something sad but beautiful about Mana and her little story here of moving on and finding a new career in life. Precisely, yeah. And it wasn't in the anime. And yeah. that, I, I, I am a little bit disappointed. <laughs> Because they, they kind of let it up mm-hmm. that it could be, and then they just took it out completely. Right, precisely. <laughs> like they had like the, the very beginning <laughs> thing, and then they just took it away. Right, which <laughs> okay. seems like such a strange decision to me. Like, I feel like either you adapt that chapter or you don't. Like, yeah. I, like why would they even start, like, do the first part of it and not follow up? Like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of silly. No idea. Um, Unless you start off the second season with that which i don't know why you would unless you just want to i mean you know what mm. if they do start it off it could be an interesting way to depict the entertainment industry because i do think this is some interesting commentary there true true just like as a brief little prologue of sorts or yeah. whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. uh, i suppose so yeah just kind of to set the mood a little bit before going into the actual next arc yeah maybe yeah i guess i wouldn't be but that's just totally me speculating that. right <laughs> yeah yeah 
But uh, if there's any other characters you want to talk about, uh, feel free to bring them up. I don't have anybody else. So Yuki, the yes, you know the girl from the dating game show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ends up actually dating Nobu, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even though she rejected him. I thought that was yeah. very interesting. It was, and, and as as they as I believe Akane mentions, very very clever of her to basically keep her dating life personal uh-huh. still, even though she ended up liking Nobu. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I really ended up, did end up liking Yuki uh-huh. after being kind of iffy about her when I first read the volume. Um, that's another, again, another thing the anime didn't do. Um, and to be fair, they don't always do the, the extra stuff in the volume, but they, mm. remember that, that like extra s- story about, uh, Yuki oh. feeling really bad about what happened. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, that helped context contextualize her and understand that she's actually a good person. Yeah, you yeah, know, uh-huh. there was no ill will, <laughs> so that wasn't the anime. And I felt like that was a bit, uh, a bit of a shame. But I know you can't do everything. Fair, right, right. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah, I, I don't know if we'll ever see Yuki again, and maybe in passing. But it was nice to get that kind of conclusion for her her first boyfriend yeah um, but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then she ended up being a fun character and one that similar to aqua though in a different very different way is qu- quite hard to read kind of <laughs> you're right and i i do appreciate that yes i agree hmm. um kind of like a cheerful aqua yeah not, <laughs> not a pessimistic one maybe. Uh, right yeah yeah i could i could see that Next up is Shiranui. I uh, yes, I'm bringing up Shiranui. That's right. Um, it was nice to see her funny side, commenting on all the the good looking people yes. in Love for Real. <laughs> I'm intrigued enough by her and oh my gosh, I can't remember Ruby's other friend, the the Guavier idol. Oh yeah. Ooh. Um, shoot. Well. 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 Yeah. Fake Kansai Ben <laughs> dialect uh, girl. Yes. Which is so funny to me. It is because you hear funny. you hear it in the anime. It's like you know, it's it, it's pretty thick, um, and it's just like, yeah, no, I just choose to do. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm from I'm from Kamagaya, you know, which is <laughs> west of Tokyo. Like what, what? <laughs> but I want to know more about uh, Shiranui, and I really want her to have connection with uh, Kaguya. Like not not Kaguya herself but the story like she knew me from that story precisely that'd be great right right <laughs> like we mentioned before <laughs> uh-huh yeah eventually i really hope that something like, like that is established i don't know if they're cousins or sisters or or different generations within the same family or whatever it is uh-huh. i i'm interested to learn agreed and then lastly we got a new character sumiyaki raida uh yes he seems to be like a how do we producer executive producer for tokyo play stage because his title is not that he's part of lalalai theater he's like part of a, a management company or something yes precisely so it's a little strange but i think it's clear that he'll have a role to play in this next arc yeah in in some way he seems fun um, i don't think he's yeah he's he, I, yeah he seems fun i agree <laughs> I don't think he's the father. I don't. I don't think we're getting the father revealed this <laughs> at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Besides, he's only thirty-five, so he would have been. He would have been like 
I believe, 19. Well. By the time they meet, uh, or, or by the time Aqua and Ruby would have been born. That's only three years older than I. I mean, it's... It. What I'm saying is someone would have to have power uh, already, like some sort of um, ability to hire, to influence some... I, I guess I, I feel like it had to been someone higher up and not just this this guy who mm. is admittedly probably has, has somewhat control, but I don't know. It, it, it seems... He seems... A, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that whoever I fell in love with or whoever the father is necessarily would have had to be particularly influential or, or high up necessarily. I think really all it may have taken, obviously, hypothetically or potentially, uh, yeah. for I to change as much as she did was to fall in love. And that could have been with anybody, I, think, I, I feel like. Well, I agree with that. I, m- my point is more so getting her killed. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, that sounds doesn't sound like a, hmm. a lesser known person thing to do. You know, it, if you're hiring a hitman, it does feel like you'd be one that it's not a hitman. Let me clarify. <laughs> <laughs> if you're manipulating a crazy fan, that does seem like a scummy higher up person thing to do versus some someone who's probably 18 or 19, maybe even 17 by the time he would have met I doesn't seem like to me that person would have the ability to do that but i i could be wrong uh, i could be wrong right i mean i i wouldn't put it past past anyone of those ages necessarily uh-huh. um but but yeah like i i actually hadn't even thought about the, about the idea that this guy could have been the dad until oh really until oh. It here. <laughs> well you did a good you did a good job defending it I, I i thought i thought that's where you were going I was oh, like, oh, oh. Okay. yeah no sorry <laughs> uh, well i mean it's fine i mean you know i i took a bold choice mm-hmm. uh but i don't know i mean maybe he's a fine looking guy but he does seem kind of like a dork and there's nothing wrong with dorks i'm a dork <laughs> but like would that be the person that I falls in love with and completely changes herself for right. I'm just saying. Right. I mean, currently the I, guy is wearing gloves, I, <laughs> gloves with with without fingers. You know, hey, fingerless gloves. That's the word. That is rad. That's hot. It's hot. <laughs> so hot. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> to each their own. But yeah, that's kind of my feelings on that. But I, I am interested to see, and I have some other predictions that I'll say for predictions mm, mm. Um, about good. him, but that's where I'll we'll go. Cool. Yo. I think that's my uh, last person there. Great. Oh, actually mm. one, I do have one little thing that one idol fan that he was called like the manager, I believe. And he was uh, assessing ah. Bikomachi <laughs> and he was like, they aren't as good. Then all of a sudden he's like, Oh, yeah. <gasps> Was he the same guy that was interviewed in volume one, like for the, the documentary or the, or the video or whatever? Um, I'm trying to go back. I'm curious to see. I, I did not recognize him personally, but I mean, perhaps if there was someone like that in the first volume. Okay. Um, so there, there is someone similar to him. Which chapter? Cause he has like the head, the, uh, chapter four of volume one. Okay. Let's, I'm going back into volume four to compare the faces. 
Oh, that's totally him. The facial hair and everything. Oh. I mean, the one thing he's missing is the towel in in the first volume, but he has the head. He has the the thing on his head and the scruffy facial hair and the beady eyes. Like to me, that that's a match. Oh yeah, that is the same guy. Yep. Good catch. Interesting. So I'm. Yeah, that makes me feel this guy is gonna be following B Komachi <laughs> for a while. We'll we'll see him again. Maybe not be a main character but he'll be a frequent follower i get a free he'll, he'll make frequent appearances in their concerts <laughs> in my opinion uh i hope so i i do hope we get to, like not necessarily for him to play like a huge role but at the very least that we get to see him kind of at the very least in the background to some extent that would be nice mm-hmm. i guess I, I it's hard to say necessarily if he's going to continue to appear on the pages um but i, I hope he does though <laughs> true (laughs) yeah that's great (laughs) yeah anyway uh that's all now that's all i have for characters great then onward to predictions yes and i'll start with um something on ruby partially um okay and it's about how in the first volume it was brought up once or twice that ruby was good at acting uh, at least Aqua True. thought so. I, I believe the one or two instances of it, I think all it all came from Aqua's observations, but still, um, it was... Uh, I, I, my memory it tells me that, that it was two instances of it um, in, in the first volume. So, sure, it was a while ago. Like It was all, all the way back in the first volume, and it hasn't been made into a thing since. But... I would love to see that followed up on uh, eventually. And I feel like this coming arc, since it's like a theater arc, what if she would end up being cast in a role as well? Oh. And interesting. I guess on that, thinking of other characters that could potentially also join in in the theater cast, perhaps Frill Shiranui. Oh, wow. Since she's also an actor among many things. So, you know, she's like a multi talent wow. supposedly so i i mean i guess that'd be great just just as a possibility um how many female roles are there though i well i mean it's not uncommon for a female to play a male back in the day all all roles were played by males in <laughs> japanese theaters precisely but, uh, <laughs> but but you know it's not uncommon for mm. a female to play a male role uh, right right but uh but yeah regardless i think it would be it would be fun to see, honestly, both of those characters in a theater setting uh, and with that type of focus in the story. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like something I'm predicting hardly, but it's, mm. but it's mm-hmm. something that, I'm, that, that I think would be awesome to see at the very least. I thought you were going to say Memcho after you mentioned Ruby. Oh. Uh, like, interesting. Get the entire <laughs> Bikobachi in there. <laughs> I have no idea what her acting skills are, though. Yeah, so, I wouldn't expect her to do acting. Yeah. But uh yeah. I wouldn't either. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I I I would love to see that, especially since like you said, it was hinted or teased at that she does have some sort of acting prowess. Uh at least when she was a baby. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> now that could just be her ability as the next eye, you know taking up the, the mantle of eye, because even she had that mm. acting ability 
But I agree with you that it would be nice if it was shown here. But I also could see it coming up later True. when she does be start becoming an up and coming idol. Uh, she starts getting other jobs. They find out she can act, and then it goes from there. Uh, right. I mean, yeah, I, I would be fine with that as well. I just hope it's not forgotten. You know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But speaking about Ruby, since since we we're doing predictions on that, mm -hmm. I I took a different approach to what could happen with her. I think Memcho and Ruby are going to be doing their own thing, Ooh. and I think Ruby will grow her online presence with the help of Memcho. Ah. And maybe they also both start taking vocal lessons. To oh, that would be needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe Paeon is also somehow a vocal <laughs> a trainer as well. I mean, he was he was a choreography choreography dancer, or maybe they have yeah. someone at Ichigo Productions that could help them out. I think they'll be fine. Mm. I, I think they'll find somebody. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then this is just for the future. I mean, because once she gets the singing down, I, I think it's just kind of inevitable that Ruby, I, I, I don't know within idol culture how often the center changes, mm. but I wouldn't be surprised if Ruby were to become the center at some point. I know that would really be potentially a painful moment <laughs> for Kana. And, and I guess there certainly are instances of uh, the the center character or the support character person. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, being like a favorite, you know, a fan favorite versus the actual center. Mm. So maybe not, but I do think it's inevitable that Ruby does become the absolute dominant favorite and the center. Right. I, I think that makes sense as well. Kind of given that kind of, she and Aqua are, in a way, the protagonists. Like, it's kind of their story in a way. Even though mm -hmm. Ruby hasn't gotten that much time to shine. I agree. At least so far. I agree. Like, because mm -hmm. really, Kana is the character that shines the brightest out of all characters, I think. Absolutely. And Absolutely. So, with that in mind, it also makes the most narrative sense for her to be the center of the idol group right now. Mm -hmm. And so... Mm -hmm. I think Ruby would have to really earn that center, not only with her skills as an idol, but also narratively in the story for us readers. Ah. Like, before she would become the center. Like, she would have to become a in action and a, a more fascinating and, and appealing character narratively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I would like that as well. Mm. I I think... The more the further we get into this story, I do feel like we are going down this path where Ruby is kind of the the true reincarnation of I, and Aqua is almost the storyteller of it. I know that's huh. that's oversimplifying it and not totally accurate, but I do feel like Ruby is kind of going down the same path as I, hmm. um, at least the the. <laughs> As I mentioned before, uh, Aqua is the, the lies of I and mm. Ruby is the love of I, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good side and the bad side, maybe, you know, the right. two, to two halves. Uh -huh. And I feel feel Ruby is, is solely going down that path. So maybe there isn't that, that, that growth is just inevitable that her idol 
<laughs> charm is just so overpowering <laughs> and her drive to become a great idol is so overpowering that eventually that that is what happens right but i do agree with you or i share in your preference that she would get some sort of development like kana in order to deserve that center spot mm, right right and i guess more on on the new bikomachi group something that i i thought of like obviously now that memchu has joined the group feels complete like they they are a a great trio right now yeah but i do wonder if the group is going to stay as this trio forever or like or whatever like for the rest of the rest of the story kind of or or if maybe other members will be added to it still yeah i i wonder the same thing and i i I mean, it's really just like, it's like 50-50. I, I, either it's yes or no, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm yeah. kind of scared to say either it, mm. because I, I'm just not, I'm not sure because I can see this trio working out really well. Uh-huh. But the original Bikomachi was multiple girls, at least, at least, at least five, five yeah. right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And I think a lot of idol groups are at least five. Maybe there's, I think there's some that are three, right. but. But at the very least, four is like, or, or, but yeah, or, but some are like huge, like some are like seven, eight people. Like, oh. um, <laughs> more than that, my friend. <laughs> uh, right, sure. <laughs> so yeah, AKB three... 48. I, when I was living in Japan, that was, I don't know if they're still big, but huh. they were really big when I was there. AKB 48. 48 wow. of them. Dang. <laughs> and I think there's even more than that, too. Uh, but anyway. Right, right. But yeah, like three is a, a comparatively low number for an idol group. Yeah. Um, yes, I agree. I would have guessed Mana becoming one uh, <laughs> if she if if they hadn't given her future, like saying uh-huh. she quit two weeks later and became had that job. I would have been like, oh, Mana would be a great great choice. Oh, yeah, resurrect her career. <laughs> but at this point, I have I have no idea. I still think the characters that we've introduced all have their own careers going for them. And it would be strange mm-hmm. to rip them away. Like Akane, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> she seems, she's this theater prodigy. And I guess Kana is also an acting prodigy, but it doesn't seem like she would need to be taken away from that. But of all the, of all the characters, Akane does seem to be the, the closest to, to these characters and, and would make sense to be added. But Memcho kind of came out of nowhere a little bit, <laughs> right? I mean, sort of, yeah. Like, she, her character was introduced, True. but we didn't know she wanted to become an idol until this volume. Uh-huh. Although, to be fair, the fact that Kana became or joined the group was kind of random, too, in a way. Yeah. Because she was really almost kind of pressured into it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it's just hard to <laughs> hard to know. But I do agree. Out of the characters that we know so far, I, I agree that Akane seems to be the most likely if there will be another one added to the group. Yeah. Unless they introduce someone new, you know. Uh, precisely. But ultimately, I'm really happy with the current trio. So I'm kind of, I kind of would like it for just to, to just stay as those three, actually. I think that's what I prefer, I think. Okay. I, I'm torn. Like, I like this trio. But I wouldn't mind having a new member as well, mm. um, right. especially if he gives us more characters 
and more of the industry to explore. True. But absolutely. Who knows? Speaking of Akane, I'm doing like a far prediction here, and I think you will probably agree with me. Mm-hmm. The love triangle crap will go on for a long time. <laughs> I, I think they'll they'll milk that uh-huh. till infinity, and maybe even add more people. For goodness sakes. <laughs> but I'm gonna go out on a limb and just say that Kana will be in game. Like she and Aqua will be a thing. I'm gonna say it. Good. I'm saying it. Good. I said it. Well said. Yeah. Well spoken. I absolutely <laughs> stand with you on that. This is not really a prediction, but I'm just I, I'm just putting my thoughts out. <laughs> I, I think Kana's the best thing about this story. Yes. That's not named I. She is the best character that's not named I. <laughs> and I mean, that's fair. And maybe maybe better than I in some cases. We <laughs> we have more. Uh, I mean, I is kind of still a mystery, right? Um, mm. I mean, I think her story about understanding love was beautiful mm. but yeah. kana i i think is, is such a real character in her worries her dreams aspirations i mean i'm not a child actor right? a former <laughs> child star or anything like that but i i can really i think we all can relate to wanting to be recognized and and and, and her i guess pessimistic attitude on on her own life and mm-hmm. things like that uh but uh yeah, Kana's great. Kana's awesome. Yay. Love her. <laughs> Best character in this in this story easily. I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, because obviously I agree. I I believe I I I told you that when we had our first volume discussion on this series. Yeah. And obviously back then, obviously maybe may, maybe she. It's un may, maybe it's unfair to call her one's favorite character after only the first volume, but um, <laughs> but I, I mean since this was as far as I had read when we started the series uh, for the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah, I absolutely felt the same, and still do. Yeah, man, it's fun to actually be able to chime in fully on predictions and stuff like that now because this is the first <laughs> time on Oshinoko discussions that I'm able to do that, uh, and for you for for the two of us to be on the exact same page now finally is. Lovely, Absolutely right? Lovely. Now that's great. <laughs> I, I do have like one more prediction. Go for it. If you don't mind me adding it. Shoot. Uh, about Sumiaki, I think that we're gonna he he's gonna include some changes to the original script. I don't know if he actually has that power, but I get a feeling he's kind of a a chaotic kind of guy. Yeah. And I feel like he's gonna he's gonna play or noticed that love triangle going on between those three and he's going to try to make it even more spicy you know yes. really play on to that <laughs> that lover's quarrel or not lover's quarrel but the the rom-com or the the, the romance between them yes and the, the love triangle kind of thing yeah 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 uh-huh uh i that's that's my feeling uh-huh. <laughs> um i think that could be interesting insight about a you know, some producer or some director changing the story uh, from the original, which I sure would upset the <laughs> the author a little bit. Oh yeah, I mean, and the fans and every like, yeah, the fans, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, I'm sure they'd be upset. That would be, that would be funny. I I think I would really enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a name mentioned between. Sumiyaki and uh, Kaburagi. Kin Daichi. Do you, have we heard that name before? I don't know if we have. I don't think so. 
and I it seems to apply that this man is in control of Dadadai Theater. So I wonder if he will be Aqua's next target in finding out more about I. Uh, right. Definitely could be. Yeah. By the way, I'm just now looking at it's like in the last chapter of this volume when Sumiyaki is uh, talking about like the, the adaptation that's going to be done. Uh-huh. And there's like in the background, there's like, it looks like, I guess, like a, a cover art perhaps of the Tokyo Blade manga. Mm-hmm. And there's a girl who looks like she has like the same devil horns as Memcho. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And that's not the same character as... Oh, I wonder if it like. I don't think it is because because we because we saw some of the other. I think mm. Akane plays a character that has darker hair, and that girl has like white hair or lighter Precisely. hair. Precisely. So yeah, I think that's different. Ooh, interesting. And it was kind of funny because when we when we got to see like the casting for like Akane and 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 Kana, mm-hmm. like the characters definitely look a lot like the actors that will play them. Um. Mm. Or at the very least, Kana's character definitely did. That's true. <laughs> I, 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 I was saying before, I don't think Memcho will join as an actor for this production. <laughs> and I, I'll but probably stick to that. Yeah. But the character does look like her. And <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Shinonui is also an option. Uh, yes, absolutely I mean, is. I mean, I haven't seen Shinonui wear horns, but I... I... <laughs> That character seems to be it. Would be a good casting for her, I think. Maybe. I'm sure she could pull it off. Yeah. Or yeah. or Ruby. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Why not? Why not? Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Although I gotta wonder if at this point, since they've established the casting, you feel like. Aqua would have known if they had hired Ruby. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, either either they haven't established all of the casting yet, or or maybe maybe someone that has already been cast will like leave the production for whatever reason, and they'll have to recast or something. Oh, that's that's certainly a possibility. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. Any other predictions? Uh, lastly, is I, they've been using the old. Bikumachi songs. Well, let's let's get some new ones. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know that this next arc is going to be mainly Tokyo Blade. I mean, that's that's the feeling I'm I'm going with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like maybe next volume they'll release a new single or some some new singles. Like the one after next, you mean? Or oh, did I say next? Uh, yeah, the, the one after the fifth, the sixth one. Right. The sixth gotcha. one. Six. Yeah, I think I think that's a good prediction. I like it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> We've really been talking a long time. I'm so sorry. I had so much, no, no, all good. so many thoughts about this one. This one really gets my mind going in terms of, I guess, being really critical. I, I'm so sorry. No, I, I don't think you've been too critical. I mean, you've been quite critical about the anime, but I think the manga, I think you've been <laughs> a good amount of critical on. Not to say you've been too critical on the anime. I, 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 Fair can, enough. I can understand your, your critique there. <laughs> I and I totally understand if someone listening to this who who got this far, kudos to you, uh, would be upset with my critiques. Totally fine. If you feel like it's a masterpiece, more power to you. 
and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like totally, if you enjoy it, that that's great. And don't don't take my criticisms to heart at all. Yeah, and let us know what you think of the anime adaptation in the YouTube comments or on our Discord server, which is open to all of our listeners. And uh, well, I guess let us know what you think of the series so far as as a whole, like the story, because this is so like I think the story so far, what was adapted in the anime and that we've read in the manga so far. Mm-hmm. I I mean, evidently, I love it. I suggested we do this for the podcast after I had read exactly this amount of the story. Yeah. Volume 4 is pretty strong. It is, yeah. This was a great volume, and it's my favorite volume cover art so far as well. Yeah, it's Kana's <laughs> great. Yes, yes. I, I guess I just want to know what your rank is of it so far, if you love it. Well, hmm. It's, it's actually a little bit hard. I, uh-huh. I'm torn between an 8 and a 9. Uh-huh. But I think I'm ultimately going to have to settle for an 8 right now, but it has amazingly good chances to increase to a 9. Mm. Um, mm. It's just, it's, after all, it's only four volumes. Right. Yeah. And it's like far from complete, it seems like. Uh, yeah. So it's really hard to give it to, or I, I personally feel like it's hard to give it to highest score because of that. Uh, yeah. But it's a very solid 8 for me, which is a great score in my mind. Hmm. I mean, eight is great too for me. So how do you um, rate, rate it? I think if you were to take volume one out and still somehow get the context, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it would be a seven out of ten, uh-huh. which is good. Mm-hmm. But I think when you include the fantastic first volume, it's a it's an eight out of ten for me. Lovely, uh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're on the. I think we're pretty much on the same page. <laughs> yeah. And I I also see the potential for this story. Going forward, I, I hope they don't fumble it. I think Akasaka is a, a pretty good writer. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it, it's too early to completely judge. <laughs> it it is uh, right. I think it, yeah. sure it does feel like kind of a lot has already happened, but I also feel like we're at the start of the whole story at the same time, kind of. Right. Because we really kind of are. We haven't gotten that far. It, to me, it also feels like they've established the the cadence of the story right um after volume one where we see a little bit of the entertainment industry then we get a bit of eyes uh backstory the mystery behind eyes death uh revealed like a bit a bit of that uh and then we get, go back to the entertainment industry stuff so it it kind of has a, a that sort of a flow mm. to it and that also makes it kind of a slow burn because to me, one of the major appeals of this book, besides the inter- entertainment industry stuff, is the murder mystery. It kind of keeps us, keeps us going besides, again, the characters and the entertainment industry. So mm-hmm. the way that's being prolonged, it feels like we're going to be here for the long run. For sure. For sure. But with that, I suppose we are done for this week. Yes. So, if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at UmamiManga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by rating our show on the podcast platforms and subscribing to our channel UmamiManga on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume 5. Bye-bye! See you later!
can't hear you. Where are you? Peta, I can't hear you. Where are you? I'm so lonely.